0: Hey, it's the Body Bishops. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out. Sorry. <laughs> well, um so we're starting this week. We're just gonna uh change emphasis
1: uh for a bit and we're gonna just look say at- hello to me first. Oh, okay. Say hello. Don't have <laughs> the console, just say hello to me. Alan, how are you, mate? <laughs> hey, Matt. You all right, man? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get in the right frame of mind know, to do a podcast no worries,
1: here. No worries. It's been good. It's been good. We <laughs> spent the last half an hour talking about how we're sinners who need, who need Jesus. So, yeah, I like I'm feeling, like, feeling good because we have Christ. So,
0: yeah, I'm in confession and repentance mode, not in podcast mode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I feel like this weekend's been good watching you uh, play your basketball. It was fun. And it was fun watching your son play football. So I've been like, I've just been like, uh, Uncle Uncle Alan watching <laughs> watching my Uncle boys play their sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually
0: bittersweet for me, you know, because it's I only have a couple of matches left before my hmm. basketball playing days, at least competitively, are are over, and that's yeah. a. It's a big. It's going to be a big struggle for me because I've I've done it for so long. It's been a nice little outlet for me. That if we're not careful, that can uh, be taken on as our identity. Mm. You know. Mm. And um, I guess we'll talk a little bit about that um, this morning about identity more next week. But um, yeah, we, we we wanted to deal with this idea of one another in scripture. And um, why is that important?
1: Uh, so the the Christian life is personal, but it's not private. Mm. So as you were saying a few weeks back, God, when he saves us, brings us into right relationship with himself and into right relationship with others, mm. uh, namely with his people.
0: Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and we we thought as we were talking with each other, we thought it would be good if we go through different um Books of the Bible that deal specifically with the one another mm. um, aspect, and probably the bulk of that is in Romans, isn't it?
1: It's a Big part of, big lots of Romans going on there. Yeah. yeah,
0: so one another is everywhere from basically from chapter nine onward, isn't it? Um, so, but what what we thought that we'd uh, we'd do is kind of give an intro to this idea of what it means to one another. One another. We'll talk more about that, um, but also a little bit of an intro to to, to Romans as well. So, um, in, in terms of Romans, would you say it's probably worldwide, probably the most influential book in the New Testament?
1: Mm, Romans and Galatians have been the ones that sparked the Reformation, really. So, Indeed, yeah. Yeah, powerful.
0: Really influential. Um, and, and hopefully in a, in a few months' time, I say a few months, probably like six or seven months, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get into Romans once we're finished with Acts um, as well in, in our church services, but um, so, so we'll have a proper exposition through Romans at some point. But just to give an overview of what Romans um, is all about, so chapters it, it can be broken up into kind of four sections. So, so chapters one to four deal specifically with God's righteousness being revealed in Christ and His gospel. Mm. So that I mean everything that we think about, and even even as we go through some of the, the verses here in a minute. We'll see that. It's just God revealing that His righteousness is revealed in Christ and in His gospel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chapters 5 to 8 deal specifically with uh, the fact that through Christ and His gospel, a new humanity has been uh, created. And uh, that includes us, and that's beautiful. Yeah. And really, if we we, we could almost put chap, bo- both of those sections together, chapters 1 to 8 deal with our identity in the gospel. Yeah. And we're going to deal with that a bit more um, next week and the significance of that. Um, but for example, let me just say this. In, in in chapter 1, verse 16, very familiar verse to us, but it tells us that the gospel is the power of God for salvation. In chapter 2, verse 26, uh, we learn that God judges me by the gospel, not by the law. Hmm. In chapter 3, verse 24, we learn that because of God's grace, I'm seen by Him just as if I was never a sinner to begin with. So we're going through these. We're only three in, but we're talking about what is our identity? Because I was talking about having an identity crisis a minute ago. (laughs) And this is telling me in my truest sense that that Christ and His righteousness is who I am.
1: This is truly me, despite weakness, sin, failure, shame. This is who I am.
0: All of those things are very real and very relevant. Yeah. But this is my truest, the truest sense of who I am.
1: And this is the gospel lens we've been talking about. Yeah. Indeed,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, to, to go on, chapter 4, verse 24 says that through faith we're righteous. Chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 says that I have peace with God and continual access to Him. Um, Hallelujah. <laughs> chapter 5, verse 20 says that grace always wins in my life. Hmm. Uh, Chapter 6, verse 3 says that all that the Father sees when he looks at me is Christ Jesus, Mm. which is a miracle. Uh, Chapter 7, verse 6 tells me that I'm freed from the law and I am indwelt by the Spirit. Chapter 8, verses 16 and 17 tell me that I'm a son of God and a younger brother of Jesus. Mm. And then uh, chapter 8, verses uh, 35 to 39 says that I'm a conqueror through my loving Savior.
1: Right, right. And when we we're talking about fighting to believe the gospel every day, it's like fighting to believe that this is true, regardless of our our struggles, our failures, um, our screw-ups. This is who God declares us to be, and this is who God sees us to be. Um, and so that's our identity.
0: Yeah. It's who he's made us to be, because mm. we would not be mm. that without him.
1: No, no.
0: Yeah. So, so that's, that's chapters 1 to 8 primarily dealing with our identity in in the gospel. Um, Big emphasis there. Mm. Then in the next two chapters, Paul basically goes off on a side note, doesn't he, in some ways. Um, In in chapters 9 to 11, I guess it's the next three chapters, uh, Christ and his gospel has fulfilled the vast majority of the prophecies about Israel. And believe me, we're not going to go into depth about (laughs) that right now because that's a, um, (laughs) I'm not going to light that fire for sure. Um, but then when we get to chapters 12 to 16, is which is the bulk of what we're going to look at over the next few weeks, uh, we, we learn that Christ through that through Christ and his gospel, God has called out a people for his name, mm. a people whom he intended to walk in unity as they follow him.
1: Right. And, and so Romans 12 to 16 is like, how do we live like Romans 1 to 11 is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And what's amazing is that most of the commandments in Romans 12 to 16 is how to live your life in one another's both in the one another of community of Christians and in how you treat the world like unbelievers. Mm. And so it's just amazing that like these commandments, the majority of them are how I treat other people. Wow. Yeah. So my identity in Christ changes how I treat other people.
0: Mm. There's a direct connection there, isn't there? Yeah. And
1: that's how do I, how do I obey the Lord? Most of the time it's in how I treat Mm. others.
0: Mm. That's good, mate. Yeah. And and the moment that we miss that is the moment that we miss the real reason that, God has done everything, chapters 1
1: to 8. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for, from chapter 12 onward, the Holy Spirit, through Paul, is teaching us about how to respond to our gospel identity. Mm-hmm. So um, chapter 12 is where we're just going to start as an introduction here um, to the series, to the, to the book of Romans and all of that. But um, just just the, f- the first phrase there of chapter 12, verse, verse 1, um, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Right. And there's that word, therefore, and w- why is the word, therefore, significant? Um,
1: so it's in light of everything we've looked at about the gospel, our identity being in Christ, the imputed righteousness, the justification, redemption. In light of all the gospel truth that is now ours because of Jesus and it's ex- only ours because of what <coughs> he's done for us, then this is, this is a response to that. So Romans 12 to 16 does not live in a vacuum. It lives mm. in, in deep connection to Romans 1 to 8. 1 to 11 Mm. Uh, so that's the therefore in light of everything we've already looked at here's here's what i want you to do
0: yeah because of all that christ has accomplished and because of all that we are in christ
1: right and and that's what we've been looking at man for in the gospel end series and in the bearing fruit series is that our obedience can only ever come out of our uh like deepening belief in the gospel right Mm. like as we Mm. continue to deeply believe romans 1 to 11 then, then we can only by that live out that Romans twelve to sixteen, right? I mean, that's yeah. To,
0: to use your own phrase, phraseology, um, Romans twelve to sixteen is the fruit, mm-hmm. and Romans one to eight is the root.
1: What so we, <laughs> we, we root ourselves? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And out of the root comes. Yeah, I don't. I
1: 11. don't think. I mean, I have to look at it again, but I don't know if there's many commandments in Romans one to eleven. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be one or two, like sort of believe, like believe that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is where it starts to get to the. now. how do you live like this is true? Yeah. All this truth I've just told you, all this beautiful gospel. Mm-hmm. What's that going to look like in your in your, you know, when the, when it hits the streets of your life?
0: Yeah, no, that's that's really good. Yeah, so um, so he says because of all of Romans one to eight, basically, um, because of all of that, because of what Christ has accomplished, because of all that we are in Christ. I beseech you, and the ESV says, "I appeal to you," but the word means to like to beg, mm. to plead with, right? Yeah. So he, he he also goes on. He says, "I I beseech you, brethren." Uh, he calls them brethren, and I th- I think that's significant. You know, the, the majority of the crowd that Paul is writing to is is who
1: believers, Christians. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: but but Gentile Christians. oh yes yeah, yeah that too. So, so, so this isn't like he's writing to, to to Jews and he's saying brethren like yeah yeah you know but he's writing to Gentiles
1: Who, who've, who've trusted the same Christ as him yeah and therefore a family yeah
0: yeah so, so so we'll get into the context of the Church of Rome itself you know when when we when we come to, to Romans proper like but um this 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 word brethren I think it's important and why do you why do you think it's important
1: it's that it's that Family aspect of the Christian life, we've we again once you once you belong to God as his child and Jesus is your big brother, then you also get a whole bunch of little brothers and little sisters of him who, who mm. you're now connected with as well. So they become your family and you're you're all in this together. Is mm. this idea of brethren your family now?
0: Very good, yeah. Uh, you you said, uh, it was either last week or the week before last, but you said, um it's not just Jesus and me. It's uh, also Jesus and
1: us. Right? Yeah. It's huge.
0: Yeah. As, as, uh, as, as Paul Tripp said, let me, let me just say this. I'm, I'm not going to throw anyone on the bus, but someone was telling me um, last week how, when they went through a really rough time that they went inward mm. and they just closed off to everybody and thought, right, I've got this. Right. And that was one of the biggest mistakes they yeah. ever made. Yeah. Um,
1: so, Paul Tripp says independence is a myth. Yeah. Yeah. We we heard, uh, again, not chopping people, but a few people saying like, oh, God's really teaching me about how important it is to be independent. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, no, he's not. He's never going to teach you that because actually you're deeply dependent on him and on your brothers and sisters. Uh, So, yeah, this is a myth completely.
0: Yeah. And and I think the word brethren and the phrase one another is significant. Both of them are significant because they remind us um, what God's original intent for the church was from the beginning. Yeah. Um, of course, when you think about Christ, um, Christ trained his apostles very closely and intently, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Even lived with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fear that something that we often lose in our teaching, that we, we leave off in our teaching, I should say, um, especially when we teach the gospels, and I did that not long ago, taught through Matthew and tried to bring in the synoptic gospels. And one thing I think that we leave off from our teaching and emphasizing is that Christ was also tra- training a larger group of people to follow Him yeah. as well. Yeah. So it wasn't just the twelve. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It was
0: it was a large group of people, a little community in in, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, And and Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 that the resurrected Christ was seen by over 500 brethren at once.
1: Yeah, and he calls them brethren, so Mm -hmm. followers of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So it it may have been this group that Jesus said
0: the following to um, in Matthew 28, 18 to 19. Um, It says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So what, what do you think Jesus is trying to communicate here by giving this command?
1: Well, it's, so it's followers of Christ, but when, they, when you make someone a follower of Christ, you're also making them one of your brothers, you yeah. know, one of your family, part of the community – uh, that you then you were saying that on Wednesday night you make more one another's you yeah. you make someone else that you get them one not an- one another towards and receive their one another in as well so, yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I, th- I think it was Piper that actually said that that the the call of the great commission is to go and make one another's <laughs> mm. other one anothers
1: yeah that you get to one another and receive yeah the one another in yeah, from. yeah. We, we could probably paraphrase
0: what Jesus is saying go and cause other people to follow me the way that I've taught you to follow me mm Mm. Um, which is which is what you were saying as well, but um, so, so the question is, how were they to follow him? And we see a bit more of that when we get into Acts, actually Acts chapter one and verse number eight. Um, do you want to grab that one for me?
1: Yep, Acts twenty. It says, "You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth."
0: All right. So, so Jesus told them to go and be what? Be witnesses. Be witnesses. So, but but before they could go and be witnesses they first had to wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit would come on them because mm. as we said earlier we can't we can't do this on our own we?
1: right uh, but they so, did, we, so we need the Holy Spirit yeah yeah and then yeah desperately okay. need the Holy Spirit right. but they did not return to
0: Jerusalem and just go off individually and hide yeah. away in isolation I
1: love that you mentioned that. that was that was just a nice little brain click for me on Wednesday night when you said that like yeah it wasn't like Okay, see you guys. We're gonna go individually pray in our little closets. Yeah, you know, see you guys on Sunday. Mm. It's yeah, that didn't happen. It,
0: it it wasn't God's intent for the Holy Spirit to come on them individually, mm. separate from one another. Yeah, yeah. And then in chapter two, verse one, um, it, it, it says this: when when the day of Pentecost had fully come, mind you, they be, they'd been praying, hadn't they, in the upper room? Mm-hmm. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Yeah. Um, and and, and here they were together. With one another, supporting one another, praying with one another,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and indeed we could, we could we could go through the Book of Acts, couldn't we, and see the church over and over again doing uh, really two main things: yep, sharing the gospel and one anothering one another.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like verse four, forty-four of chapter two: now all who believe were together. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, continuing steadfastly in fellowship with them, with one another.
0: Yeah, and, and that was that was the culture of the church from the very beginning, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um,
1: and so that's the culture of the first century, beginning of the church, uh, empowered and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. And then we have twenty first century Christianity, which mm. is see you Sunday.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so so we kind of come full circle back to the to the Great Commission, and and we say go into all of the world and one another's make one another's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so the point is we, we yes we we preach the gospel to them. Um, and, and yes, we pray that God would, would save them. Mm. But, but when they do trust Christ, um, of course, we also teach them theology and, and Bible doctrine. Mm. Um, theology and Bible doctrine is still really important. Yep. Uh, but just as important as all of those is God's original intent for the church, which is to cause people to follow Christ the way that He's taught us to follow Him. This so, so the same way that we know that we need to go in the Holy Spirit, and that we can't do it on our own, and we need to be together. We need the the support of one another. We we, we need the the prayer of one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I need you to tell me that God is faithful, right? And
1: moments when I may not be you're a pastor, it. man. How can you? Need, <laughs> you're a pastor, so you're like the elite Christian. So how can you need another brother or sister in Christ to tell you that God's faith? Well, surely you already know that, right?
0: Yeah. Listen, if, if Paul, <laughs> if Paul said, "I'm the chief of sinners," right? Yeah. Um, then man, what does that make me? What's what's something higher than the chief? Is there anything higher than the
1: chief? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, we're, we, we've said this before. I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm just one beggar trying to tell other beggars where to get bread.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and being reminded yourself, mm. hey remember remember there's bread and one mm-hmm. of the things I you know, with Victoria, you know, sending Victoria like babe, I I need you I know I'm a pastor, I know this is my job. I need you to tell me the gospel sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you know, coming here this morning to hang out with you, like hearing you tell me the gospel and me hopefully mm-hmm. being able to tell you the gospel, uh, that does me good, it does you good. And, you know, meeting with our brothers yesterday for men's breakfast, eating note cakes and hanging out with the, the guys the church and listening to men tell each other how good god is how faithful he is mm. uh the emotions of sharing how good god is to them and mm. that I, I needed that yesterday i needed my brothers to tell me the pastor how, how good god is so yeah being a pastor doesn't mean that i don't need this from my mm. brothers and we all need it from each other yeah we do
0: yeah and and that's honestly that's, that's something that people don't realize about when we said it's not long ago and it's not a pity party and it's not us trying to get sympathy but people don't realize how much the pastors need the congregation mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. we need people to be one in us
1: yeah like we yeah. really do because we're just one of the sheep of jesus that's right it. i'm
0: i'm I'm a sheep. yes i'm an under we're under shepherds god yeah. has given us that call but we're still sheep yeah. being shepherded by yeah. the shepherd
1: yeah and, and uh that's what i, I mean we 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 were both down at Ricky's ordination and my little message, little five minute message was you're a sheep before you're a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Always remember that you're just one of the sheep of Jesus. You're just one of the guy, <laughs> one of one of his little lambs that he carries in his bosom mm-hmm. before you're ever going to help these people, you know? Um, and part of that means I need my brothers and sisters, but that, not to that steal but Romans one twelve. Again, we looked at this last time, but, but Paul, Paul says that I may be encouraged together with you. By the mm-hmm. mutual faith, both of you and me. So he's saying, "I need you guys to point me to Jesus." That's, so. that's
0: really good. So, so before we get into the uh, the specific one and others in Romans, maybe we could just kind of wrap things up here mm-hmm. by um, having a little conversation just about in, in in what ways in what ways do I need my brothers and sisters in my life this week?
1: I'm going to need my, my what you said yesterday. What we talked about yesterday, part of the conversation yesterday with the men, men's fellowship was the day before yesterday. Oh yeah, Saturday, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I, uh, you know, I have the Word of God, mm-hmm. um, I have the Holy Spirit, and so I can read the scriptures and see what's true. But sometimes the the shame or the guilt or in some cases the depression for some guys that were sharing that on Saturday, um, the insecurity, the fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the anger can speak louder than the word of God in that moment because my emotions are strong, right? Yeah. And what I need in that moment is not just the word of God, which I need the word of God, man. Yeah. But what I need at that moment is a brother to tell me the word of God mm-hmm. uh, or a sister. I need, I need someone. I need another believer who is believing this to tell me how good God is, how strong he is, how, how loving he is in that moment. Um, I need that. I need it audibly to speak you know, above, the, mm. above the noise of my own inner, inner voice. Um, so for, for, so one of those things I need, I need my brothers to remind me of the gospel hundred percent today, mm. tomorrow I'm going to need that too. So that's one, one thing I need them for.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah. Speaking truth in one of those lives, right? Yeah. So, so, so sometimes that truth comes in the form of correction as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you see a brother or a sister going off track, lovingly saying, right, how can we, how can we help you?
1: Yeah. So one of the, one of the things in a, in a book Victoria and I are reading at the moment, it was saying how sometimes our sin, it's like, uh, you know, when you're, when you're a kid and you used to stick the sticky notes on your back, kick me.
0: Yeah.
1: And he said, sometimes our sin's like that. Everyone else can see it and we can't. Mm. And what we need is a, a brother or sister to have the courage and, and generosity of Christ to come and say, hey, listen, like, mm. I don't know if you know this, but, you know, this is sin. And uh, lovingly expose us to ourselves. Yeah. So,
0: And, and then on a... Um um, of course, it's still spiritual, but but on a very practical um, level as well. So so we're, we're going out to 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 Hanley on Mondays, mm-hmm. uh, to Newcastle on Tuesdays, and Longton on Wednesdays. Yeah, and you and I have been preaching the gospel um, there on those days. Most most of those days, um, some weeks we don't make it because of rain or mm-hmm. other circumstances or whatever. Um, but what's been so encouraging lately is having other people coming along. Yeah. So we've, you know, just to throw out some names, we've had we've had Jim, we've had Jacob and Claire and Dean and mm-hmm. Abby and uh, a couple others that have come, Trevi, yeah. uh, that's come along as well. So lots of people coming out to, to help us. And even in terms of the evangelism efforts of the church, we know some people are working during those hours, and we're not trying yeah, to not browbeat anyone yeah. in, in any way. Um, but just having... Like a, a team of people going out, now, it, even if it's just like one more person other than us, yeah. it feels like oh we're doing this together. No.
1: Yeah, it's, it it does me so good, man, to see my brothers or my sisters coming and just being part of that with me. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. with us. Yeah,
0: praying together. You know, and we'll talk about that in the in the coming weeks as well. But just uh, again at the men's meeting, it wasn't just uh, you telling me that God's faithful and reminding me of the gospel on on uh, Saturday. It was. It was us praying for one another, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the person next to me praying for me and just pouring out their heart on my behalf, which, you know, I, I need that. Yeah. I need to feel that support as well. Yeah. 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 So just a, comprehensively, there's just a, a, a plethora of ways that we can one another, one another in practical, um, proactive ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason is that's God's original intent for the church. Yes, to share the gospel. And yes, to go and make disciples. Mm. But what are we, make, what are we make, we're making them into disciples um, for?
1: Mm. To
0: be together in one accord.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so I think just to sum it all up, God's great intent for us as gospel preaching churches is to one another, each other.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. That's His intent, and it's. It but that's again, that's only ever going to come as a result of us uh, resting in the gospel. Mm. Uh, reminding each other of the gospel, rooting ourselves to it, and then living this out because it's just not good. I, I can't love you in the one another ways, no. in my own strength. Uh, and I, you know, especially when people are difficult, I can't I can't one another than the way Christ is mm. calling me to. So I need, I need the gospel, I need the strength of the Holy Spirit, which I can only get from rooting. Um, so yeah, like, that's, and again, that's why Paul says, therefore, mm. you know, in light of the mercies of God, do this, you know, brothers. So,
0: yeah, and unless unless the, the the work of the Holy Spirit applying the gospel to my life moves me, Mm-mm. I won't do any of these things. Yeah, yeah, or at least not well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> not for long, not consistently. Yeah, we'll be pulling Martha's. Um, but, yeah, so, the, I mean, well, this is only intro, right? So we're, yeah. we haven't actually given it no, to no, one another yet, just yeah. the intro to the whole so, so
0: I'm really hoping this lays a foundation for everything in the next coming weeks. I know I'm going to do Romans, and then you're going to get into...
1: Uh, well, yeah, man, Corinthians, Ephesians, Colossians, First Peter's full of them, First John's absolutely full of them. So, uh, yeah, I should have a good time here.
0: I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I pray that this helps... Uh, I want it to help me <laughs> mm. uh, but hopefully it helps uh, our listeners as well and the people in the church mm.
1: yeah mm.
0: thank you for listening to the Baldy Bishops podcast
1: if you have any questions or comments you can contact us at baldybishops at com. and we don't have social media so you can get all of us on the Blurton Baptist Facebook or Instagram
0: let's go get a no cake
1: cool